out of here. Get the heck out of here. Get out of here. Steph, are you all right? Are you all right? I'm okay. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it, Steph. I swear I, I didn't mean to do it. I really care about you, Steph. You don't realize how much I care about you. I am so sorry. Oh, I am so sorry, Steph. It's okay, I am so sorry. I, I, didn't, I, I really care about you, Steph. I really, I really care. Shooting where your heart be Cause you take the bullet trying to save me Then I'm left to deal with making you bleed And that's a whole lot of love ain't trying to waste it Like we be running them out and never make it That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna taste it That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna face it Hello and welcome to the A Show. Very special episode. Our SummerSlam live watch episode. I am joined by Meals. What's going on, Meals? You sound frustrated. You're a little bit flustered this morning. I'm very frustrated and it is the afternoon for me. It is two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm very frustrated because I really want just to just to loop in the audio. It would mean so much to me um, to be able for you guys to hear what we hear um just because sometimes it's just you know not not if you're listening to this podcast on your phone you don't want to have to also you know queue up the psbu or playstation or anything else to sort of listen to i want to make it an immersive experience where we could just listen to all this together but technology is not on my side today i'm having a brain fart i feel like if my um my two belts cohort carlos was here he would have figured it out because he is much better at this than i am but we are here nonetheless uh, Carlos, we need your help, bro. We really need your help. Mills needs it. I need it definitely because this is this is insane. I'm very, you know, not happy. Well, go ahead. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy that you guys are here. I'm happy, Mills. I'm happy that you're here uh, to talk about uh, a, a pretty great match in uh, in SummerSlam history, main event history. Uh, we're going to be live watching the main event from SummerSlam 2000. Uh, one of the the most interesting main events, I must say, for, uh, you know, SummerSlam's always had like multi-man uh, main events. We just had one last year. This one in particular is interesting because uh, I, I think that it was like at the time, the hottest acts in the company all going against each other, minus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Minus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, with, with this one, you had, you know, multiple hot acts and even... All of those are featured on the show at some point. I mean, we've got, you know, Mick Foley, who retired months ago, is now featured as a commissioner, one of the most popular acts. We Just on the undercard, you have Kane versus The Undertaker, which, like, you forget happened on this show. Yeah. Um, we've got a slew of other people throughout this show. But when you talk about, yeah, the three seminal acts that would carry 2000, you think of The Rock, you, you know, who's just in the absence of Stone Cold Steve Austin has become the biggest baby face in the company. And to me, it very much so parallel Steve Austin. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, he wasn't quite Stone Cold. And I think that's more of a disservice to The Rock because, you know, 
considerably now, 18 years later, he's the biggest star in Hollywood and one of the biggest celebrities of you know all time. And if you, I think if you had a wrestling Mount Rushmore of like who were just the most, you know, just the faces of professional wrestling at yeah. this point in 2018, you're including The Rock. Um, you have Triple H, who you know didn't have the Hollywood aspirations of you know uh, uh, of The Rock, um, but managed to keep his feet grounded in professional wrestling. And yeah. even as The Rock, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold retired, moving into the future, he was the one who sort of maintained the ground and maintained the fort, and now was building the future of the business. Um, 2000 was a breakout year for him. 2000 was the year that sort of created Triple H as we know him today, the cerebral assassin, the game, everything moving forward. Yes, and and this card itself uh, is pretty. I, I think it's one of the best Summer Slams to me. Just I, I reached watch it yesterday. I would say no on paper. On paper, <laughs> yeah. But like looking at it on paper, it is. On paper, it looks fire, completely fire. Watching it itself, compared to everything that we have now, you know, how much wrestling has evolved over the past 18 years. And probably you're looking in 2000, and if you were an 80s baby, you're just looking how professional wrestling evolved over the past, like, 20 years um, then. And just to see how far professional wrestling has become, um, it's, it, it's to a, me, I, I watch cooler, the entire card. We got cooler moves now. We got way more cooler moves to me, and there's also a um, a much more emphasis on the story of the match as opposed mm-hmm. to the Attitude Era. Yeah, it was about the shenanigans, of course. And, but I'm looking at these match times. Woo! <laughs> these match time four minutes, four minutes, bro. <laughs> Seven minutes, uh, four minutes for Jerry Lawler and Taz, which I'm not complaining about. Uh, Thirteen minutes for a Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, two out of three falls. Two match. out of three falls. The first fall was scored at three minutes into the match. Jesus Christ! And Chris, of course, Chris Benoit. Did you watch that match? I know you, it, you, it's been hard for you to watch uh, Benoit. Matches. I did watch that match. Um, I just watched it. I, I wasn't really, you know, impressed here or there. Both men can do certainly a lot better, and I believe against one another have done a lot better in the future. Um, but yeah, it, it was a solid encounter. It probably one of the best matches on the card. Then you had, uh, the TLC match, which, uh, t- t- phenomenal, phenomenal match. Uh, I can remember this like it was yesterday. You had Edge and Christian defeating the Dudley boys and, and the Hardy boys, uh, tables, ladders and chairs match. Underrated, uh, underrated aspect of the match. Edge and Christian winning all of these like TLC triangle ladders match. I, I believe it was like the right decision every time. Yeah, because there there were no better heels. Yeah, in, it, in the division, the right decision. Even if they're in the Hardy Boys' home state of North Carolina for the SummerSlam, and just to even believe now that a SummerSlam could be in North Carolina, just oh, my mind. never. How do you feel about uh, they're they're talking about SummerSlam is possibly moving uh, next year, and they're saying that it's two opposite ends of the world that they're thinking about doing it at, and some people have have uh, predicted that Toronto might be one of them. Toronto is a good Toronto is a good place for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm I'm down with that. It's a right up the ca- right up the Carabana. Oh yeah, OVO yeah. SummerSlam. Dog, the, the Drake WWE thing could be happening, bro. I, I yeah. don't. I don't know. <laughs> OVO Fest SummerSlam weekend during Access. Who's courting Drake? Who from the WWE is courting Drake? Uh, I mean Titus O'Neil. Titus, Titus O'Neil is. 
Listen, if there's anyone that could talk somebody into coming to a WWE event, it's Titus O'Neil, bro. Sure. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll believe that. I'll believe that. He's uh, a great guy, too. He's a, he's a really awesome guy. I mean, I've followed him on Twitter for the past couple of weeks. And um, just the amount of celebrities that tweet him every single day is like actually kind of wild. He was at the BET Awards um, st- sitting next to Yolanda Adams. So yeah. the man is in... And, and he was just on the BET Awards on his own. He wasn't even like, you know... That's because he's so cool, and I think that's an underrated. I, I hate to get into like a <laughs> Titus O'Neil love fest here, but like he he just seems like a really genuine guy. Yeah, one hundred percent. But maybe that I, I would I would be one hundred percent here for a, a Toronto SummerSlam. We might be happy. Well, I'm, it's either that or Texas. Uh, but Texas just got Royal Rumble, so I don't know. And the thing is, with SummerSlam, is that it's going to have to be there every year. Where in Texas? Uh, Houston. Texas ain't as fire as it used to be. I, was, I don't want to alienate any of our Texas listeners, but uh, what's going on in Texas? That's the, you might have alienated a lot of people. Travis Scott, <laughs> Travis Scott got Texas popping right now. Houston, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I don't know what else is popping in Texas right now. I'll be honest with you, nothing. The teams, the, the, the all they got is Travis Scott. Houston Rockets, kind of like. You know, come fumbled. on, man, that's fucked up. They <laughs> just got Melo. Melo, Melo has SummerSlam lit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, yeah, SummerSlam lit. Anyway, going back, going back through this card, uh, you had the cat <laughs> against Terry, and kind of like a co-co main event slot. <laughs> it's it's really like to be honest, it wasn't even like the cool down match. Like the, the typically the next match would be the, the cool down match, but this was a thong stink face match. Mm-hmm. Um, Fire, I, right? It was fire. I mean, if you're Al Snow and Perry Saturn, yeah, it was fire because they copped all the grabs they could. <laughs> At some point, Al Snow grabs Terry to throw her back in the ring and just gets like a handful of ass, which is like something that would not be tolerated by any means. Oh, a sink face match between women would not be even uttered today. Uh, and then you have Kane and The Undertaker and a no contest. And right as I was, we were setting up for the show, I caught the end of that match and I completely forgot that The Undertaker unmasked Kane. And Kane was just like stumbling back without a mask. And it was just like, we had actually seen maskless Kane before we had seen maskless Kane. Apparently the story of this match goes according to something with Bruce Pritchard. It was supposed to be Undertaker versus Big Show. Oh, okay. And they they sent Big Show back, didn't they? They sent Big Show back because he was too slow and too fat and not good enough in the ring and all this other stuff and this is a former world champion in wcw so it's kind of like crazy to actually think that and i spent a lot of money to get him also just to send him to ovw which is nuts but the third participant we have in this match is the rookie himself rookie of the year kurt angle um who we all know now is the the general manager of Monday Night Raw, but previously just the, the blue chipper rookie from 2000, debuted in 1999, won all uh, essentially every championship moving forward throughout the year of you know 2000. He won the European Championship, Intercontinental Championship, um, and he was really just going for you know just going for it all with, yeah. with SummerSlam 2000. He did he have a championship match before this? I don't remember. I'd say he was like the Ronda of that time as far as what they were positioning him as like he was a very big deal yeah he was huge he was huge at this point like he was a he the fact that he could 
acclimate to professional wrestling so quickly and in just a span of time and just stand in the ring with the rock and, and, and triple H and while I'm sure he didn't feel like he was the shit at that time. I mean, he certainly held his own. Well, actually, you know what? This match might not be the best example for Kurt Angle holding his own against triple H and the rock because yeah. you know, right out the gate, very, he's very had scary. better. He's had better, but he was still really like at that point unparalleled as far as just, Someone who was new in the game and could into like who he understood the character stuff. He understood like like him losing to Taz, I believe, earlier that year, mm-hmm. just getting beat in thirty seconds. Like he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to agree to that. Yeah, but he did it to get a guy over. And I and I thought that's that's something very underrated. And I'll always remember about Kurt Angle because it was like, you know, as you understand how people have egos in this business, Kurt Angle to me is consistent consistently, for the most part, not had that you know that type of um, ego. Right. Uh, and I, it was really cool that he, you know, showed that type of graciousness and it showed that he, he was there to stay and he was there for the long run. And uh, he's since shown that, you know, he, he has been a long term player as far as pro wrestling goes. I want to talk about the, the it, when we're heading into this match, this one was one of the hottest angles moving into this match. And, and what I say about this match was it's weird to have the rock as like a third wheel, potentially even fourth wheel in this match. Like if you're thinking of a tricycle, maybe, but the man was not a factor really moving into the, the buildup of this match. Um, the, mm-hmm. the highlight, the video package, which we're probably going to watch before we get to the match um, features very much. So this love triangle between Kurt Angle, triple H and Stephanie McMahon and, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, of course, married. Of course, you know, ran the Helmsley McMahon regime before it was run into the ground at WrestleMania. <laughs> um, the, it, it, Kurt Angle just, you know, had this platonic relationship with Stephanie McMahon. It was all thought to be platonic at the time. And, and it was really just like, hey, how come a guy and a girl can't be friends? Like, how come we just can't be friends? Who just said, but Triple H is like, you know, dude, he was like, I don't like you around my woman. You know, <laughs> toxic masculinity is the yeah. is the is the theme of this uh, <laughs> is the theme of this actual match and and storyline. And the final SmackDown before we hit SummerSlam, Stephanie McMahon gets knocked out. Um, Kurt Angle carries her back to the the um, the dressing room, and he's just like, "Stephanie, are you okay? Stephanie, are you okay?" And then she's just like, "Yeah," and then he kisses her. <laughs> And it's wild just to think that that actually happened. This was this was a complete soap opera uh, angle. And we'll see most of it when we go to the video package. Uh, before we actually even start that, I want you guys to um, take your WWE Network. If you're on Daily Motion, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> take your WWE Network to two hours, eight minutes, and 33 seconds. You should see Kurt Angle's arms outstretched, slightly outstretched or outstretched. Okay. Now. Yeah, yeah, time to go do that now before we actually start it. But um yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Mills. Um, yeah, it was just a very hot angle. To me, it was reminiscent of the times, especially with the popularity of soap operas, the popularity of these like family television shows on, on TV at the, these like Boy Meets World and like Seventh Heavens and like, you know, Buffy and like all these other things. People wanted to see like young people in love and just the triangle and the and and everything moving for that. This was literally WWE's answer to a rom com. Except it got kind of very physical and very brutal sometime in this match. Um, 
I I personally wanted to go over this match just because I feel like it's something different. Yeah, um, and, and let's just be clear. You had a vote for this match, and you nudged the audience <laughs> to choose it. And, and not, so, and not uh, unlike the Russians to the 2016 election, you tamper with this. Ele- you tamper I didn't tamper vote. anything. I didn't even vote. <laughs> this one fair and square. I did not vote. I don't vote in my own polls. Why did tanky. you? Why didn't you want to do the Daniel Bryan uh, Cena match again? Because you felt like we'd just be lacking it. We'd just we be like just loving be, it. Yeah, to me, it wasn't um, in terms of an eventful match. It's not a completely eventful match. Um, Whoa! What do you mean? It, I mean, we get the we get a nice few spots in it, and, and but it, to me, it doesn't elicit the reaction that these three get, and it doesn't bring the sort of enter bring entertainment and professional wrestling and all of that into the fold as well. And plus, we haven't gone over the two thousands era. I feel like it's you know everyone says the Attitude Era you know is overrated, and granted, yes, it is. But I feel like there's definitely some high points in it that we should go over. I mean. Th- we go over John Cena versus Daniel Bryan. We're definitely going to spend, you know, what we would this moment right now, probably talking about total divas and like, (laughs) yeah, you're right. (laughs) And and Nikki Bella and Brie Bella and how one was cheering for the other and blah, blah, blah. And how, you know, all this other stuff. I feel like this is a, this is a good story. Yeah. Or we'd be talking about, is Daniel Bryan going to resign? And yeah. uh, Yeah. I, 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 listen, you know, I'm not going to complain. You know, you just tell me what to watch. I'll watch it. And we're watching it together. I watched it. I watched this yesterday. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I watched it yesterday, and I am going to watch it again today. Um, so, meals, are are you ready for this? I'm ready. This, this foolishness. I'm ready, even though I don't have the sound queued up, and I'm very, very mad about it. It, it is okay. So, everyone, we're going to give you five seconds before the, before we hit play. Counting down in five, four, three, two, one. Hit play. All right. All right. So we're seeing the oh double pin. The double pin from the Jericho looks like a fucking goof just laying there. Uh, do you like double pin angles where they both pin? No. I mean, I guess it's it's something that could actually happen. So I'm not completely mad about it. Like it's a coincidence, but it's not a coincidence that should happen as much as it does happen in WWE at this point. Yeah. I love this. This is just... Oh, my God. The the Trish moment. (laughs) Yeah, like, what? Who wrote that? Like, this is pure soap opera. Men. (laughs) Oh, look at the the, the 69th. And how could Stephanie get mad at him for pinning her like that? How could anyone agree to this? Uh, Mind you, Trish is in a completely other space on this card. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like she was part of this, like, feud. Look at oh this. God. This Let's kind of blurred the line between who was heel and face, too. This is yeah, because like Triple H isn't totally a heel in this match. He is, but he isn't. I love the, I always love thinking this was a rib on China. <laughs> it was, probably. Look how young Vince McMahon is. A young 46. Yeah, he looks like a, uh, looks like a, a, a testicle now. How is it possible? <laughs> oh, they're beating down the rock, of course. How, the, how in some, in what way does holding someone down for the pedigree like Shane just did to the rock? How does that hurt more? Like it's pushing just them a, a, a extra impact. 
You're already restrained, pretty much. Like I love the idea. Like even when I was a kid, I was like, "Man, we gotta, we gotta hold it." We, like just like the 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 assisted power bomb, you gotta push them down. It oh makes it hurt God. more. <laughs> All right, wait, wait a minute. My thing paused. I got bad connection. Oh come on, man! I did listen. I didn't do this. Get it back. I'm still. Don't worry, people. We're still on. <laughs> wait, wait. All right, Mills. I'll tell you where to catch up at. All right, hold on. This is embarrassing. Okay, so. Come I love on. this uh this days of our lives music as he kisses her. All right, where are we at? I'll go help Kurt. Uh, we're at, we're at two eleven, two eleven on one, two eleven on three. You should be seeing people's elbow. Now he's about to kiss her. Oh my god! I did. I'm... Here we go. You see it? Kissing. Yep. There we go. You're fast. No. Look at the, the fireworks. <laughs> the fireworks, man. I remember that specifically. They did it on, um, like, they showed that for the first time on, like, a Saturday, like, when they had that Saturday morning WWE show, like, Superstar. There we go. That was crazy. All right. This is a problematic. This wasn't problematic. I won't say it's problematic. I think the things leading up to it was. I think him, you know, feigning as a platonic friend – and then getting down with Stephanie McMahon is a problem. I'll be honest with you. Especially when your whole argument as Triple H is that he wants to be more than a friend. You, you oh, see, this is the wild shit that we're talking about in this match. And you say he's just a friend. And you say... Look at Kurt. Kurt with hair. That shit was thinning at this point, though. He would lose it a year later. He would two years later. I mean, he lost it. Well, yeah, he lost it before he lost it. All right. Um, Pause again. All right, which second? Which time mark are you at? I am at two twelve twenty, two twelve thirty, two twelve thirty-one. It's about to cut a promo. All right, I'm just gonna have to be two seconds behind you. That's fine. A Kurt Angle promo before the match is like classic Kurt Angle. It is as Kurt Angle as red, white, and blue. It is Kurt Angle as, as you know, anything that he. It, it's just something that worked. I believe he did it during his first match, and they just continued to do it throughout his first year of his career. <sighs> Love this. Oh yeah, Kurt Angle's a dork, but man. Kurt Angle is a dork, but I love it. Well, he's a, how is it possible he's an even bigger, uncooler dirt dork in 2018 now? Because now he's an old dork. I, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this idea that people thought that Kurt Angle was cool. Like, he was never cool. In, on he the, was never cool. <laughs> but maybe ECW Kurt. Yeah, he, ECW Kurt was just. That was that was pill popping animal. It was like a Kurt. sweaty thumb. Like that he was, was just. <laughs> that was pill popping animal, Kurt. <laughs> I don't even, you know, I don't even consider. What about that. for Lord Jacket Team Angle, Kurt? Swagged out. That was when he was he was uh he was he was fucking with black chicks. <laughs> Kurt then had them all. Oh my God! Listen, love my time, love my time. If if my Triple time. H were to do an entrance that. If he was to do an entrance that culminated all of his uh, his entrances, I'd mark. Oh, that would be fire. We should give that in WrestleMania because I'm sure he's running out of ideas. 
<laughs> this man, listen, we're not getting to spit. We're not getting the four minute entrance. He's heading straight to the ring. He's got, you know, thing on his mind. The Rock, afterthought. Well, who'd have thought? He's at least such a third wheel. They st- essentially started without him. It's personal. Triple H is in peak condition. The man looks phenomenal. Yeah, peak, uh, peak gas. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking huge. He looks like a balloon. No, 2002 Triple H is huger than this. In this, in 2000, he's actually like kind of lean isk. 2002 was like, I can't touch my pockets. Oh my God. Kurt Angle almost assault Earl Hebner on that fall. Ooh. Listen. Triple H loved that uh, cactus uh, clothesline out the ring. I think I literally think he learned it from Cactus Jack. Yeah, that was Cactus's move. Triple H was probably in 20, uh, 2000 the most complete performer to, uh, like in the company. Oh, yeah. This is his best year. Yeah, easily. The Rocks. Why are they taking so long to introduce that? Like, I get it, but like, st- like real life wise, like real life wise, where's the Rock? <laughs> yeah, where's the Rock? <laughs> <laughs> they're it, they're trying to like call off this, but Earl Hebner's not doing a great job. They're trying to well, no, they're trying to milk the fucking the the pop, but it's like maybe it's the Rock. Maybe the Rock is just like let's just wait and see how this goes. That's a heel move. <laughs> that's a that's a smart champion. The Rock wants his time. The Rock wants his time to like strut out. He doesn't want to like get it in the middle of this like where the attention isn't on him. Oof. Oh, we get into the table spot, the, oh, the lethal is, uh, table spot. This is in so many don't try this at home vignettes. Listen. Don't what? Set, and this is it had to inspire better announced table. <laughs> If there's anything like that, he's setting up for the <laughs> up. I'm sorry I laughed at that. And the Jesus table Christ. breaks right under them and he falls on Kurt's head. And they're just talking. <laughs> you can tell that he's like literally trying to get Kurt's attention, but Kurt is gone. You can see it in the Kurt's eyes. He's gone. He's gone. Oh my God. Everything that went wrong went wrong with that spot. The table, the pedigree, Kurt Angle's head. I'm surprised this quad. I mean, this, this is t- to me, like, this is the preview of the quad thing. There he goes. Nah. Look at that pop. Look at, listen to that pop. The, oh my God. People jumped out of their chair for The Rock, man. Here's The Rock. This was my guy in 2000. This is my mom's guy, my grandma's guy, the neighbor's guy. He's the people's champion. He is the rock. Why would you try to use this the fucking... Why would you try to use the sledgehammer? (laughs) (laughs) Attitude of error matches never made any sense. So here's the thing now. Here's the thing with this match. Kurt Angle is completely immobilized. He's knocked out cold. It is CTE everywhere. He might have a concussion, but I'm pretty sure they weren't checking. He has a full blown concussion. 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 Whoa. Sorry there. He has a full blown concussion. So essentially, what this match becomes is like Triple H versus The Rock (laughs) 5. 
I love the uh, black ropes and the uh, black uh, ring uh, ring rug, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ring truss, so to speak. I love it. We, we never see that anymore. No, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see it. I, I wonder what the set's going to look No, it's going to look like a regular ass set, huh? It's going to look like a regular ass set. On Sunday, regular ass set. Kurt Angle's trying to count to five on one finger. So essentially, if it wasn't the fact that Triple H and The Rock fought all over 2000, literally from the beginning of 2000 to damn near the end of 2000 and longer, this match wouldn't have been as good as it is because I believe they planned on incorporating Kurt in a few more spots in this match. But because he was so concussed, they literally legitimately took him to the back and they had to essentially plan this match on the fly, do it himself. This is all what I'm assuming this is nothing I'm going off of assumption. I mean, you know, I haven't heard much. I've only heard what I've heard on something with Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, Bruce has a really good, there's a really good episode on this that I feel, I feel as though we'll cover some of them 2000 more than we possibly could. Oof. Yeah. People want the rock, man. They love that motherfucker. That mulatta, that mulatta motherfucker. <laughs> Oh my god! I wonder He's when they. Well, I wonder when they fed it to Jr. That they'd be doing this. It's nothing. I wonder what they. I wonder what doctor they hired that cleared Kurt, <laughs> because apparently he wrestled the next night. Oh, he wasn't gonna let anybody stop him. The Rock, big bump out the ring. The master of the oversell. Who's a good seller to you? Oh, a wait, seller? Triple H is running. Um, are we ranking them in this match? What happened? Are we ranking the sellers in this match? Yeah, just overall sellers. Just sellers that you, you appreciate. We have Triple H bringing back Kurt Angle because he's not done with him and, and beating the shit out of him. I think Shawn Michaels is a very great seller. Shawn Michaels, Dolph Ziggler, The Rock, Brock Lesnar. The Rock's too cartoony for me. He's always been too cartoony for me. The, and, and Brock, he, Brock teeters that line as well. Oh, that's true. Like, Brock taking AJ Styles' offense, like, I, I enjoyed him. He would, like, stumble around. Yeah, like, and, it, was, like it was too much. And, like, footing and all this stuff. The Rock, the Rock would have sprint, man. You can't... Can't stop him. Look at The Rock compared to Triple H. Like, Triple H looks like a fucking Stretch Armstrong figure. Listen, The Rock is 275 pounds himself. And he's he's not, like, he looks smaller. <laughs> oh, that's true. I hate this spot. I hate this spot. I, I how how many times have you hated the catapult spot? Which to me, never worked in my house. <laughs> never worked. It's like, let's catapult it. Never worked. You know why? It's all on the guy flying. Yep. It's super core strength. Physics That's a hard not, move. That's a hard move to take. <laughs> physics is not on your side when doing the catapult. I'm surprised The Rock didn't take a cheap shot on Kurt Angle himself. He probably actually cares about him. He's a face, even though he waited five minutes to come out while these guys killed each other. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle's talking that shit, though. Ouch, that had to hurt. <laughs> The Rock saying, fuck you, Triple H. He's the only face who gets away with a punch to the dick. It was a downward punch. It was almost like he grabbed his his junk. 
Stephanie McMahon. Thoughts. <laughs> All right. So Kurt Angle has officially left this match. Um, it is now The Rock versus Triple H. It's going to be this way for the majority of the match. Um, it's this, pretty much what you've seen before. Uh, it, yeah. They, they've had that. matches. Um, as we said, we, they had a spectacular match. They, had, they were part of the WrestleMania four corners, four McMahons in every corner main event. Ugh. They were part of the the redeeming um, Backlash 2000 main event, Triple H versus The Rock, or the one where Stone Cold came out randomly and killed all the McMahon homesley. Um, that was phenomenal. They had Judgment Day 2000, the Iron Man match. Yep. Um, I don't remember how that was. That good? Uh, it was. It was okay. Oh. Um. Triple H is scolding Stephanie because he's like, you're not supposed to be out here. You're my woman. Yeah. Women, she, she has no agency. Inside. Stephanie has no agency. He's such a, Triple H is such a, a fucking cis pig. Stephanie <laughs> <laughs> looks great. I'm just going to say that off rip. Stephanie looks great. Oh, it's probably the best she's ever looked. <laughs> Why'd she slap him? Yo, that he was so funny. He would have given her the belt. She's the <laughs> boss. <laughs> what a hussy. <laughs> She's been chopping up people's balls since the beginning. Oh, my God. She just slapped Margie in for no reason. And then she goes to the belt shot. More oh, my God. The worst ever. Rock didn't care. Man, woman, other. Their species. Oh, oh, come on. Oh. As soon as this would have aired in 2018, CNN. Uh, don't be fucking <laughs> Rock man handles white woman. <laughs> like uh, the rock from Skyscraper. <laughs> now the rock is being, the Smackdown's being laid on the rock in court. Stephanie McMahon is back. She's been sent to the back. Now it's back to the Rock versus Triple H. A time-tested, you know, match. Real animosity between them. Real competition. Yes. No, I wouldn't say it was, like, animosity. More so competition. We have a special guest on the show. We have Migo the dog. Migo the pup has arrived. Shout out to Migo. I don't know if you'll, you'll, you'll probably be able to hear him crying on the playback because he, I, was, I had him behind the gate. Aww. You're right. Listen, so so the Rock Triple H, um, real life sort of competition in the ring. To me, uh, when you hear all the stuff that went down, like Triple H going off script to trying to get the Rock to, you know, off his game. Yeah. Triple H not appreciating Rock being gone for time at a time to film movies and things like that. And, and like, then Triple H turned around and did Blade Trinity. So it was like. <laughs> Who can blame The Rock for having a surefire thing? Oh, no DQ, so he's not going to get disqualified for that. Oh. If this was if this was No Mercy or SmackDown, uh, they'd get it right back up. There's not enough Triple H assaulting Earl Hebner. I need that. I need Isn't that type like a, of energy. Is there a YouTube supercut of him beating Earl Hebner's ass yet? There's got to be. Earl Hebner's best bumps to me. We need that. So Triple H has, you know, hit the rock with a sledgehammer. So, so 
Triple H is on offense now. He's kicking the rock in the gut. He's the rock is selling like he's got some sort of terminal virus inside of his abdomen, <laughs> eating away at his flesh. <laughs> Triple, H's, Triple H's hits are just like, do you have to make that noise, brother? <laughs> the douche douche. Douche. <laughs> just, punches, just the douche 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 punches. Oh, my God. Listen, the WWE Championship is in the balance, according to JR. You got a lot of things going on. I'm Shoulders- pretty sure... I'm pretty sure they had such a great triple threat match planned where Kurt Angle probably would have been out uh, anyway, or one of them would have been sure out. He would have had a great performance in this match somewhere. Like, you know, a moonsault, move, someone moves out the way, someone gets hit sort of thing. But just the professional that Triple H is. Kurt Angle applauds the fact how much of a professional that Triple H was in this match for being able to essentially walk him through this match even as he comes back, says nothing about The Rock. No. I feel, I feel type offended. The Rock, would you classify The Rock as someone that's like, someone who can carry a match? Uh, it depends. He's always been the guy that could, uh, he's a general in the sense that he knows his Time. spots. Yeah, the timing, his spots. But he's not a general in, 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 in planning a match. I feel like that was like, he's only as good as his, his opponents. Like right. the Booker T matches weren't so great to me, but the Stone Cold match is obviously great. But if you want to look at like a current example, like look at the CM Punk match. Those two matches were fucking great. But I think it was because CM Punk was willing to, was willing to give so much. Whereas the rock versus John Cena. I thought their first match was good. I thought it went, ve- all of it went very, very long to me. Too longer long. Than, yeah. Longer than it should have. Triple H is assaulting The Rock. This is building heat at its finest. This is building to the moment. They know what The Rock is in 2000. You get, when Rock gets that comeback, the crowd is hot. The crowd is moving. Everyone wants to get in on this. Earl Hebner. Professional? Or Earl Hebner, Hall of Famer? Uh, one day, <laughs> one day. St- it's crazy. They still have not gotten over him selling bootleg products. Like, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> they've p- forgiven the Ultimate Warrior for hold- for hanging them over a barrel. Hulk Hogan for saying racist the shit. Man was stealing merchandise from the company and then selling it on his own dime. They did not. Brett forgave him from Montreal. WWE's not forgiving him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on. They, they, made, they made poor Earl, Earl and his brother go to TNA. Listen, those C Nation shirts, man. They said they were selling to They were selling, they were selling C Nation shirts, and this man was selling them out to Trump. He was luring fans away from the radio. He was like, yo, come over here. I'm Earl Hebner. WWE's Earl Hebner. You know me. I just got bumped and flew 40 feet across the ring. <laughs> Man selling backlash t-shirts for the low. Oh my god. Oh, actually, but I love Earl Hebner because unlike like New Japan referees, he he don't take no shit from nobody. Yeah. And then you know what? I miss the days of when referees kind of they kind of had like a gimmick. They kind of had a personality. Yeah. Um 
the no the the, the no nonsense referee that we have now is probably Mike Kyoto and maybe Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson. Who, who I don't see a lot, you don't see a lot of Charles Robinson anymore though. You only you only referees Charlotte Flair matches now. Yeah. Oh, it's a classic. Remember when he missed that on John Cena? Listen, <laughs> he missed a, a lot sw- of shit on John. Cena. A swinging neckbreaker. When's the last time we've seen that? No, they do it. They do the sling blade. Everyone does the sling blade now. That's the new <laughs> swinging neckbreaker. Is either of this era that we don't get anymore? Oh my god. The Russian, the Russian, you know, leg sweep. We don't see anymore. That's the that's the uh, the the power bomb to the turnbuckle now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! That's just a regular super kick now, baby. Yeah, it's just it's got to be a, it's got to be a specific brand of a super kick for it to be a finisher. Oh god! Listen, they superplex the, spot. They went to the second rope for the superplex. 2018. They go to the go- third. They go to the third rope. They're rolling with it, <laughs> <laughs> rolling through it. Falcon giving arrow. You, giving you no. Giving you two more. A falcon <laughs> arrow. Pinning you, and then if you don't pin you, they will put you in the STF. Okay. Oh rolling. my God! Listen, yo, Stephanie's acting not as good as her looks. They got the wind machine going too. Anything for you, Steph. Look at the look at paramedic was like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> a working paramedic. This is post uh rock having the uh the breast uh the reduction surgery. All right, right, so I wanted to talk about that. That was a real thing? Yes. He had he had like chest implants. Yeah. Well he had to take he had to get the fat taken out of his his boobs. Huh. I know it's because he wore that jacket sort of deal in nineteen ninety-nine, but for like six months. This is I never re- And then he came back with packs. <laughs> came back with packs, man. Full tummy tuck and everything. Dr. Miami knows the rock very well. I'm just saying. Um near fall kick out from Triple H doing this. And then soon we're about to see Kurt Angle get back into this match. I don't do anything for you, Steph. They filmed that like as soon as he went to the back. <clears throat> oh. What was going fil- on? Yeah. Sorry, Miko. <laughs> Miko does not enjoy the Triple H sounds. Fantastic. Everyone's looking where's Kurt. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, Kurt is like because like, they've seen this match. Room. They've seen this match ten times. Of course, they're asking where Kurt is. <laughs> they're like stumbling into a bathroom or something. He no, finally makes no, his this, way out. No, this is bad selling. I will say that. This isn't selling. Kurt Angle is for real. <laughs> he is concussed. He is concussed. Ooh. How do the Rock, Rock's punches work? I just want to know the... Uh, Working punches, man. The strategy behind his punches. I feel like it hurts his hand way more than it should. So the story of this match, according to Bruce Pritchard, is... Stephanie McMahon essentially walks Kurt Angle through all his spots on the ringside. Oh, because he was fucked up. He was fucked up. So Stephanie McMahon was the one who told him to grab the leg. Stephanie McMahon is the one who tells him, pull him out the ring and throw him into the steps. So shout out to Stephanie McMahon. Oh, you can't take him out that easy. Second win, baby. Listen. And JR is in peak JR right now. 
for no reason. J- JR oversells like Will Smith does for matches that don't even deserve it. Because of the emotion in this match, man. This is the man you're fighting for the WWE Championship. This is a, it's a match between two cis pigs <laughs> and The Rock fighting each other. Cishet pigs. Angles, I don't know. Angles clearly out of it. It's got to be muscle memory at this point. But the thing that's crazy is that when you were a kid, you believed all this. You didn't think this was concussion at all. Nope. Woo! He always puts that extra snap into the shit. Pop them hips, you know? Stephanie, uh, her acting, man, is just terrible. Steph Cam. Kurt Angle's in. He's giving it to The Rock. Little do we know, about two months later, Kurt Angle would defeat The Rock for the WWF Championship. Get your, now that is a botch, number one. Number two, you do not toss a man who just had a concussion like that. <laughs> Listen, DDT. <laughs> My God. You don't do anything to a man who has a concussion, quite frankly. At all. He shouldn't be in the ring. But listen, we didn't know this. We didn't know this at the time. Think of how many concussions we missed. Uh, Possibly about 10 in this show. Five of them from the TLC match. match. (laughs) (laughs) Triple H off the apron. He's like, damn, this Kurt Angle guy is out to get me and bang my wife. (laughs) Rock bottom. JR would sell the rock bottom because he missed Stone Cold. He missed saying Stunner. Yeah, he missed saying Stunner, so he had to settle for this, this dark-skinned guy. <laughs> Look at this camera. The photo of the photographer ducked so quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, this is going to kill me. All right, now this is becoming a cluster. I, you can tell that a lot of the stuff's getting planned on the fly. Yeah, also. a lot of this stuff to me is ad-libbed. This is clearly like, all right, let's see where we go. It's a good thing Triple H is out there because of all of them, he has possibly like the most experience in this. Right. What a weak throw. Oh, I guess this was to set up the... uh, Yeah. Set this up. Listen, Stephanie knows her spots too, man. Listen, you're someone who's come a long way. Oh, come on. <laughs> yes, of course. I shouldn't laugh at that, but this cis pig. Oh my god! This is a we laughed meme. at this in two thousand. No, we cheered at this. We cheered even crazier. My, my my neighbor's my neighbor's mom would cheer. She would be like absolutely in the most Jamaican accent, just be like, "Yes, get her." Da da da. That's what you get for being in the ring. So they ad-libbed the end of this match. It's got to oh, be a Oh, God. Look at his, his way he's, he's landing on his knee. Oh, look at how they pop for the people's elbow. They don't pop for moves like this anymore. People's elbow, man. Is there uh, – what match what, – what move today compares to the – None. Zero. None. The Rock wins uh, – I give, I give that one about three and a half, maybe four. I give it four. I'd give it, it's, it was a pretty decent match for them having to call it all on the fly, you know? 
It's a, it turned into a nice sprint toward the end, but you could tell when Kurt yeah. came back in, it became a cluster. I would have liked it if they just stayed rocking Triple H, honestly. <clears throat> there you go. Rock. Uh, did a lot of heavy lifting here. But Triple H had to do the most heavy lifting. He had to do the storyline. He had to deal with The Rock. He had to deal with what are we doing with Kurt. There's, there's Stephanie is out there. He's got to do all these other things. It's just it, it, this match shows you anything. It's really a great Triple H actually is. Yeah, at the, yeah, at, the, at that time for sure. Before he would tear his quad <clears throat> a year later, or just a couple months. You guys, that's coming up. Yeah, that's that's essentially it's a little less than a year from now. Yeah. Oof. <clears throat> he potatoed her. You got Ooh. to. You got to make it look good. That's People watching. Up. Yeah, you better you better hit that woman for real. <laughs> so the rock stands tall over the sichet pigs. Yes. Meanwhile, he's such an afterthought that he literally does not do the turnbuckle thing. He's told to get out the ring. Immediately. Totally get out the ring because there's a story going on, and it doesn't involve you, Rock. The following the following month, he would have, I believe, Unforgiven. It would be a fatal four way between himself, Chris Benoit, Undertaker, and Kane. Yes. Another unforgettable match. While they would essentially have Triple H versus Kurt Angle. With Mick Foley as a special guest referee. And Uh, Stephanie would turn back on Kurt Angle and like, listen, I'm staying with my man. And we would would go over Triple H is moving to face territory. And then we find out he was the one who helped (laughs) run over Stone Cold. Yeah, that came out like a month later. (laughs) On the road to Armageddon. um, Just so weird how these storylines unfolded. (laughs) Yeah, like by the like, if you looked into WD twenty eighteen, you'd probably be having the same match you had this month in October still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt is, Kurt's is carrying her out, carrying her out. By the way, he he wouldn't. Kurt Angle would. I mean, Triple H would not see his wife until Monday, which is, <laughs> which is weird as hell. <laughs> That's the story goes. It's just like I didn't see her till we're Stephanie. What do you mean we're Stephanie? Your wife? You didn't. You guys didn't go to the next town together. All right, and that is the end of SummerSlam. That is the end 2000. of SummerSlam 2000. Uh, I, I say a, a pretty, a pretty solid match. It, it just, it, I think we still ended up looking at and comparing everything that <laughs> happens today there to be to like what happened back then. But I oh think, my god, I got tears in my eyes. I think the the most interesting thing is, I mean, other than the storyline, is is how these these guys, these three guys, and Stephanie, um they had the crowd just by just these simple moves. It takes so much to to pop a crowd nowadays, you know, right. look, at how, it, look at how hard two or five live has to work just to get these, these crowds to even move. And these guys were doing spinning neck breakers and shit well, like that. Well, you look at this time and you look at this era, the attitude era, and just thinking how much story they had just in this match and how much you had built and how much development you have built. We're going into SummerSlam this year with the main event as Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, which is I've just really just been a shitty feud. Um, we're going in with the, a large part of the, the Monday Night Raw side of the, of the card looking pretty crappy in itself. And, you, you you know, you look at the Attitude Era, you look at this, you look at the stories, you look at everything that, and that really sort of carried the match. I believe people had an amazing time watching this match. Um, but I feel like we're conditioned a little bit differently in 2018. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're looking at more selling and work rate and stuff and like that. And physicality and things. Physicality. This had 
a minimum of what we might see on the, on your regular Monday Night Raw broadcast as far as like their their marquee matches. But I still think it pulled it off, and um, I, I think just as far as it being on SummerSlam and like the the second biggest show at that time, mm-hmm. pretty great main event. I think all all things considered. I think it's just you know another another win for the Attitude Era. You have three incredible stars. They're moving in this like post Austin sort of way where they're all kind of worrying about you know how's Austin going to come back. I mean, I think he was. Um, I think it was definitely like they were hoping Stone Cold would be back in time for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he wasn't. And he wasn't. And they ended up just moving it to Unforgiven. Uh, where he eventually did return to seek out who ran him over. But <laughs> just moving to me, they're still moving on all cylinders. And to me, if I was Stone Cold Steve Austin at this time, I would also be very worried because the company's still moving. The company's still doing as... as well, as, they're having their hottest months without him. Yeah. And 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 it's, it's scary for Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's being known as the guy who very much knows he is the guy. And to be able to think that, dang, they, they're moving without me. The Rock is the guy. Triple H is doing his thing. Kurt Angle has come up. This rookie Kurt Angle, who I've never been in the ring against. He's coming up. He's doing anything. Where is the spot for Stone Cold Steve Austin if he comes back? How does he fit in the mix yeah. of all of this? And um, he would fit terribly. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> in the he would never fit the same quite honestly like you you would never from here on out i mean he comes back he has you know battles against rikishi he's into the hell in a cell match he wins the royal rumble you can say that he wins yeah. the royal rumble early next third, year third time main events wrestlemania and but turns heel in in you know and even in the in the build to wrestlemania it just kind of felt like it didn't feel the same aura that it was in 1999 when he was just like the rules breaking, riot making, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It kind of felt like, you know, it's been yeah, toned, it's it been showed, pulled back a little bit. It, it showed just how quick the business was moving at the time where like now it's next man up. And I right. think there are certain people now where it's like you look at like a Finn Balor who for two years has been struggling to find his footing. I'm not saying he's on the level of, of Austin, but I mean, you look at what they were giving him at the time, you know, right. Like, the business moved so quick. They moved. It was next man up. And who, who probably got his spot there? It, it was probably Seth or Dolph or somebody else, you know, like it, right. some, someone else got that opportunity or it was Kevin Owens. Actually, if, if you want to be uh, more specific, like Kevin Owens got that spot. And it's like, you know, the Austin thing just showed that like, even if you think you're like the hottest, like you still really got to keep it, you know, you you still have to stay. And I think that's something that's crazy where it's like, you know, a lot of these wrestlers feel as though they can't talk about injuries or else they're going to lose their spot and shit like that. And, you know, and that's just terrible to think about. But, I mean, you see it there. Like, I mean, the three hottest guys in one main event and the crowd was, it just, it looked exactly the same. Yeah, 100%. Um, looking forward to SummerSlam this year. We're going to yes. talk about We're going to talk about that on the A show. Yeah, we're going to talk about it on the A show this week. We're going to do our predictions. Yes, we're going to do our predictions for that and TakeOver. We're going to have a very, very super... Super, uh, what's the word? Super packed, jam packed show. Uh, we're gonna talk about our prediction for SummerSlam, NXT Takeover. Uh, is there gonna be anything on SmackDown or Raw this week we're talking about? You know what? I, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we should just loop that into our predictions and our match by match. You know, that works for me. Uh, and before we actually leave, I'm, I'm going to talk about this at the top of the show. It's just been such a crazy morning. Uh, rest in peace to Jim Neidhart. Uh, Oh such yeah, a, definitely. Such a, such a terrible uh, tragedy. They're saying now that he he fell in his in his home, 
and uh, hit his head and he had a seizure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Had a seizure and he passed away. Um, so he was only 63 years old. So, um, again, that's just a terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. And my heart and our hearts goes out to Natalia, uh, TJ and, and, you know, the whole Hart family at this time. So, like, and right. Nightheart and, and Hart and Nightheart family, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, that, that happened this morning. And it's just it's been a rough week. For, for wrestling R- rough couple weeks yeah it really has been um yeah it's just but, a just a tragedy man it's but crazy. i hate, hate to end that show hate to end the show on a downer but yeah just make sure you guys join us uh later this week for the the a show and we also have a very special uh g1 postmortem called the g show coming this week as well so you have so many different wrestling things going on this week it's a, it's a huge week very huge week for wrestling uh, this is the SummerSlam weekend, man. SummerSlam week, so SummerSlam weekend. I'm ready to go to NXT Takeover. Oh man, you! Oh, we're gonna get a live report. So yes. Oh yeah, we're gonna get a. You're definitely gonna get a live report. Whether it's been SummerSlam, I'm still. I feel like I'm gonna save it until after NXT Takeover. I might okay. get in the spirit and I might say, "Fuck it, I'm going." <laughs> okay. You're, you're gonna feel it though. You're gonna want to go. I'm gonna want to go because you know what, Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. But we'll get about the, we'll get to that on the on the A show this week. Yep. Uh, so uh, if you guys have any more live watch ideas or anything else you guys want us to watch or or review, let us know. I really enjoy doing these live watches. Yeah, me too. They're it's great. Fun. So uh, let us know on Twitter. You can follow us at RNC Radio Live uh, at OG Johnny Five. That's my Twitter handle, or at Meals TV. That's M E E L Z TV for Meals. Uh, and until later this week, uh, we will see you guys later or in the A show. Peace out. Happy Rusev Day.